Welcome back to tonight's second intermission report. Merrimack hosting Northeastern in Hockey East play. And joining us here, we're actually chatting before the game with Rob Rudnick from Huskies Radio. He is the play-by-play voice of the Northeastern Huskies. And, uh, Rob, first of all, let's talk about last night's game. Uh, a big comeback win, I thought, potentially a, uh, you know, almost a not maybe not a season-changing kind of win, but a big win for Northeastern to get back in the win column, uh, and also the way that they did it in that third period by you know maintaining uh, just a two-goal deficit and then getting the two goals in the third period and then winning in overtime. It seemed like a win that had to, uh, had to mean a lot to the team. I agree. I think it's important for teams to win some games where they trailed. And if you're trailing going into the third period, not there's, you don't often get a lot of wins there. So that was a good thing. And... Uh, they played really hard at the end, and they needed to, and it was a boost. They played a good UMass team last weekend, home and home, and they didn't win those games. So, yeah, I agree. It was important and, and good to see. Uh, the first two periods, did, I know you called the game last night for Northeastern. Did you get a sense in the first two periods maybe, maybe uh, Northeastern might have been taken a little bit back because they had – Two relatively easy wins against Merrimack early in the season. Merrimack got five guys back in the lineup last night. Might have had something to do with the fact that they were able to, you know, have a better performance last night. But either way, it seemed like, you know, for the casual fan maybe watching the game, it didn't go maybe the way they would have expected. Yeah, I think you're right. I think all of those things are true. It isn't always in sports one team does whatever they want or don't doesn't do whatever they want. I think last night Merrimack, first of all, has been waiting for a month to play a hockey game, and they've been practicing and practicing, and so they were chomping at the bit to get out there, and I thought they played great. Uh, and I think on the other side, hard to get into the heads of these kids, but it's possible that Northeastern expected to win because they had one earlier against Merrimack, and they didn't play all that well that early. I thought it was a very exciting game, and I thought both goaltenders played great, and I think, uh, as we said, if Merrimack had scored the third goal at some point, and they had some chances, and Murphy played well in goal, uh, then the result might have been different. There were some chances last night that the Huskies had as well in the first couple of periods. Aiden McDonough had a couple of really good chances, especially in tight, you know, to maybe either get on the board or tie it up. So, you know, certainly a very tight back and forth sort of game. Uh, so you kind of wondered what was going to happen in the third period. You know, I look at teams that win their at home, you know, as Northeastern was, you're losing a close game or whether you're winning a close game at home, you need to come out and play in the third period like this is our barn and we're going to take over here. And to a certain extent, they did that. They did. And Northeastern has some kids on this team, some freshmen on this team, most specifically the Jackson brothers and Fontaine. And they seem, that line seems to be a real catalyst for them. They come out and they skate and they play hard and they don't know what they don't know yet. You know, they haven't been beaten down or had a lot of losses or difficult situations. They have a lot of confidence there and I think that they were a big part of the comeback. Uh, I know we're not going to see Div- uh, Devin Levi in goal tonight for uh, the Huskies. I was look- looking forward to may- maybe seeing him play either last night or tonight, but we won't see him. But uh, uh, the buzz around him at Northeastern has to be tremendous, playing for the World Junior Team in Canada. Even though they lost, I thought he played very well in that game. He played terrific in the whole tournament. Uh, where do you find these guys? Because Northeastern's had some pretty good goaltending prospects of late. They have, and it's interesting because for the longest time, it was from the 1980s, Bruce Racine, who many of your listeners may not remember, but you certainly do, Mike, and as do I, he was like the guy. And then uh, Brad Thiessen comes in, and he has a chance to be great, and he was, and a candidate for the Hobie Baker Award. Then Caden Primo plays, and... uh, 
he's got a chance to be an NHL goaltender. You know, if there weren't two pretty good goalies in Montreal right now, you might actually be seeing him there. And then now Levi. So, uh, yes, uh, it's been fun, and we're looking forward to it. And Levi played so well. If you watch those games, you know, most teams can get behind the net, and they can get a goalie off a little bit. He's either can't see back there or things happen quickly. Levi looks like an owl. You know, he can turn around and watch what's happening, keep those skates against each post, keep the pads on the ground, on the ice. And we're, we're all, and people at Northeastern are curious uh, how good this kid can be because he sure looked good on that stage. You got a pretty good mix, I think. Uh, you know, this is a really solid team when you talk about for the goaltender on out. I mean, Connor Murphy's played terrific, and and, and uh, maybe a tough spot here in that uh, you know he's had to hold the fort for while, while Levi while they wait for Levi to get back. But now the way that he's played, he's earned a chance to to stay in that rotation. It seems. But then you keep going out. You know, you've got Struble and Harris on defense, for example. You step up front. You talked about the freshmen that you guys have this year, including Colangelo, who played for the U.S. team. Zach Solo's terrific. He's one of the best players in the league this year. I don't see a weakness on this team? Well, they are pretty good, and it's one of the best uh, recruiting classes that Jim Madigan's had, and it is a very, very talented team. But we've both seen really talented teams that don't always win every game, and uh, so they're going to have to prove it. And that's the good thing about hockey, is that you got to play hard every night, and you have to learn who you are and go from there. You've seen some of the other teams in the league this year. Obviously, Merrimack has, as well as played UMass, for example. But, you know, based on what you've seen, um, who are the teams to watch in the league? It seems like BC is, is, is you know, as is usually the case, uh, probably going to, you know, at least right now take that top spot. But what, what, how do you see the rest of the league shaking out at this point? I'm not sure. I hate to not be definitive and answer your question completely. But uh, Providence has always been a tough team for Northeastern, and they were again this year. Somehow when Northeastern goes into that building, it's as, it's as if Providence has, a, has seven skaters on the ice, and they just stop Northeastern in their tracks, and they, they muddy the middle, and you can't get shots through, and they make it very difficult as well as that rink. A little bit like your rink here. Uh, sometimes it's, it's difficult. UMass looks like a really solid, good team with excellent goaltending. Um, we haven't seen Boston College yet. They're loaded. Boston University also has some good players. They didn't even start playing until this weekend. So I think it's going to be interesting. And with the teams playing different numbers of games this year, I don't think everybody's going to play the same number. And you start looking to winning percentage. Uh, who knows what the hockey standings are, are going to be like when we get to the beginning of March. We're talking with Rob Rudnick. He is the play-by-play voice of Northeastern Hockey on Huskies Radio. Uh, Rob, you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, what's one of your, maybe one or two of your, uh, your great memories here calling games for the Huskies? You know, I get asked that question a lot. And after 40 years, <laughs> so many games, there's, you know, I, go, I sometimes go back to the excitement of the early days, like that 88 year when Marty Rouse scores a goal in Boston Garden to send Northeastern onward and they get to the NCAAs. And who's the opponent? Mer- Two games, total goals. Very happy they don't do that anymore. Um, so that was exciting. Plus, watching some of these new players, Adam Gaudet winning a Hobie Baker Award, um, Dylan Secura, another guy, Jeremy Davies, uh, Shea from recently, Caden Primo. I think about the really great players and athletes and the good people. You know, these are young men when they get to Northeastern, they're so great. 
Uh, they come from good families. They're fun to be around. So I do have a lot of those memories. And, and working with Jim Madigan would be another one because I was calling his games when he played. And just to have him now uh, fulfill that sort of a lifetime a goal of his to become a head coach and become a very good one. You know, he's second to, to Fernie Flamin now and wins all time at Northeastern. His winning percentage is number one there. So those would be some of the things I could highlight. Yeah, one of the things I think's really been amazing, especially in a tenure of Jim Madigan, is that, you know, you think going back forever, really, uh, you know, Northeastern was really, you know, the fourth team out of four in Boston, right? Really, you know, out of the Beanpot schools that you talk about, BC, BU, Harvard, and, and then it was Northeastern, whether it was, you know, in the Beanpot, although Northeastern won more Beanpots than anybody in the 80s, but still, uh, you know, whether you got into regular season play or whatever it was, conference play, what's happened the last few years, I think especially, and you mentioned the, the Hobie Baker winners and so on, you know, Northeastern has now elevated, under Madigan, I think, has elevated themselves to that position where they are on at least an equal footing with the other schools, the other top schools in Boston. Yeah, Northeastern has won the last three bean pots. There won't be one this year, uh, but next year they'll be defending after having three in a row. They won four, as you said, in the 80s, and at that time they thought, hey, we're part of the party, and it's, we're, we're equal now to the other schools. And it took 30 years to get another one. Rob, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. I have to do this again and uh, you know go down memory lane or, uh, or something like that uh, at some point. It's uh, always good to see you. We appreciate your time and uh, best of luck to the Huskies this year. I also want to remind the folks uh, you chatted with uh, my radio partner John Leahy on John's podcast. You can check that out. I think it's uh, airing it out. Files from Leahy's locker room. Look for that on iTunes and anywhere else that you can get podcasts. And a, a much longer discussion here with John and Rob. So, Rob, we appreciate it. It's been like all all Merrimack and Northeastern this week. So, uh, thanks for your time. We appreciate. Best of luck to the Huskies the rest of the way as well. Mike, thank you, and thank John very much. I enjoy your broadcasts. You're two of the best in Hockey East at what you do, and I wish you good luck. Likewise, we appreciate that. Uh, Rob Rundick's been our guest here. We'll be back with more right after this. Between periods, second intermission, this is Warrior Hockey.